This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. So understanding how we build a community is one of the biggest parts about being a speaker. So we have this total addressable community of 7.6 billion people. We have four ways to build a community of people who resonate with us, people that are here to help us and know people that can help us and vice versa. And so for me, I put a strategy together each day in person, on the phone, via email, and traditional social media. And when I tell you that, it's that idea of the stage theory that was put up there is that anything that I do in person, I'm videotaping it, audio recording it, so that I can not only capture it, but modify it, amplify it, and perpetuate it. Because that's gonna create the exponentiality of our messaging. Um, it also, with this strategy, it allows me to progress faster, to aggregate, accelerate, and compound, because the more I speak, the better I'll be. The more I speak, I'm a lessons and stories person, so I capture the lessons that resonate with me, I put them into an Outlook folder, and on Sundays, I attach a notation of a story to the lessons that resonate with me. I do not write out a script of the story, I just know that at least my mind works this way and many others. I've been blessed to you know, train with Jim Quick, who's a good friend of mine, that if I put down uh, be more interested than interesting as a lesson and put my brother at the hospital as a note that I've told that story a thousand times every time differently because I'm just using something I already know. I already know that story and it's told differently. Same thing about the jacket, my dad's jacket or, or whatever it is. So uh, if we're strategic about being consistent and persistent, then what we want to do is have a strategy. And I use time as a dependent variable to everything. So I give a minimum amount of time every day, uh, number one, to my non-negotiables. So number one, I've had a sleep coach for 17 years. I used to want to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. As you know, that didn't work out for me. <clears throat> Maybe next life. But I do want to be in the Sleep Hall of Fame. <laughs> I, I do. I, I want to be known as the greatest sleeper ever to be here. Not that I sleep the most, but that I recover better than anyone and I access information uh, better than anyone. Uh, and the way that I look at it is everyone in the world on average spends about eight hours doing it. If I can be the best at that, it's gonna have an incredible impact on my life and it has, especially being able to travel like I do. So non-negotiable sleep and then I do about another three hours of family, faith, finance, fitness and studying time. What that does automatically in my speaking career is that now I wake up and I say to myself, I'm so blessed, I got millions of options, opportunities, and touches of favor. What's my job? Prioritize the 14 hours I'm given. I got 14 hours to do whatever I want because I know if I'm doing the non-negotiable things every day that I will be able to spend a minimum of 30 minutes doing research a day, maybe a minimum of two hours, interviews, speaking, panels, whatever it is, practicing in person, on the phone, via email, and social media, amplified by the stage theory that I'm capturing everything I do, editing it, modifying it, amplifying it through a variety of different channels, and then creating a perpetual, which a lot of the younger kids don't get this side of it. And ironically, they're living it, right? I came home the other day, my 24-year-old's like, Dad, have you ever seen a show called Friends? 
right? And I'm like, yeah, oh my God, I'm binge watching it. It's amazing. Like, yeah, really. Because they don't understand perpetual content. Um, you as a speaker, I, you have to know perpetual content. I, I literally have a full-time employee and all they do is go to bars of expensive hotels, they go to events, and they walk around and they look at someone that they think has the same frequency, so they're looking for an open mind, and they say, hey, what do you do? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? Would it help you if I introduced you to David Meltzer? And then three things happen. One, someone's like, I hate that mofo. <laughs> Very few, thank goodness. The 10%, odds are small, but it happens. You at least get an opportunity to re-engineer their vision. Then you got the 10%, just as small. Oh my God, I love that motherfucker, right? <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> and then the majority of the people say what? The same thing they say about you. Who the hell is David Meltzer? The difference between David Meltzer and most people in the world is I have, pure, I have curated, curated, sorry, curated, I should have listened to my mom, uh, curated, curated an entire perpetual database where all they now need to do is like, let me show you who David Meltzer is. Do you use LinkedIn, Facebook fan page, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube? And now, I now have an exponentiality to me, a perpetual database of me speaking, interviews, all these things. And now, instead of gaining like I wanted, one person a year to be ambassador, then you get two, then you get four, then eight. When I started uh, seven years ago, Super Bowl, when I was helping Gary Vaynerchuk and AJ Vaynerchuk with their sports agency, and Gary convinced me somehow at 50 years old that I could be an Instagram guy and have a podcast with a lot of resistance, he asked me, so what do you want out of this? And I said, I need two ambassadors by the end of the year. He said, two followers? I said, no, I don't care about followers. I want two people that at the end of the year will tell everyone, you need to hire this guy, you need him to coach you, you need to read his books, you need to watch his movies, his TV shows, all the things, I love this guy, you need to be a super fan of this guy too. And if I could get two people, ambassadors, to get me two people a year, when I'm 70, I'll be the most popular person in the world to my expertise in subject matter. Because I'll have two million people getting me two million people with what I do. That's what you need to do. But you need to be consistent. I'm telling you, it's really hard to stand in front of shit with nobody there. Why? Because I'm worried what other people think. I'm worried. It happened to me the other day. Um, I'm blessed now. But it, I used to do these meetups when I started, mostly because I don't like to be alone and I don't like to be bored. So from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., nobody wants to do anything when you're on the road. So I would like reach out to my community of 600 people and say, hey, if anyone needs any help, come to the lobby of the you know, home to suites or whatever I was thinking at. And one person would show up. But the other day, they, they asked me to do this virtual thing. And they were paying me. And there was 11 people. And once again, right, I don't deny my fear. I don't deny my insecurity. My initial reaction was, oh. that was my initial. And then spent minutes and moments there. And slowly but surely more people came in, but it was extremely impactful because out of the 11 people that wanted to be there, 11 people really wanted to be there. And I have so many more options, opportunities. I just 
keynoted Aspire with Joe Montana and Gary and my normal 10,000 BS, you know, I call it the stupid seven. You've seen all the advertisements. It's like the, the stupid seven sitting up there, come watch us speak. I don't think I got as much options and opportunities with thousands of people than I did with those 11. And so know your essence, be consistent every day, look, look for that outcome of just empowering two people to empower two people and you will be the most popular speaker in your subject matter or expertise in the world in 20 years or faster.